0: Hey, it's Alan here,
1: and Bree, and And we we are are the the Hunter hunter and and the the hippie.
0: Hippie. Connected through yoga and bonded by our love of the wild places and the love for outdoors, we've come together to share our conversations about life.
1: Well, maybe more so what we've learned or are continuing to learn about life.
0: And there's no one way to do it. Life, that is.
1: And hopefully, provide you with some teeny tiny bits of inspiration to connect deeper with yourself, others, and our great Mother Earth.
0: All right, all right, enough already about the podcast. Let's just get to the podcast. Hey, Marie, how's it going?
1: Good, I'm lying. I said tired (laughs) before.
0: You did say tired before. Uh, You're tired (laughs) because Why?
1: So, say
0: on, exactly what you said.
1: Oh <laughs> no, I was on the I was on the road for two weeks, so mm-hmm. I left. I guess twelve days. I left two weeks ago Thursday mm-hmm. in the evening, and just got back to Cody on Tuesday afternoon. And what I said initially it was that I had, to, and then I had to teach yoga. That evening, and then I switched it to I got to teach yoga. That you evening, immediately
0: switched it, and you you it. you were the one who knows it. I didn't say anything, <laughs> but you immediately switched it. So you switched it from had to teach to got to teach. Yes, which is beautiful. I love that you recognized uh, your your word choice.
1: <laughs> I mean, I have to practice what I preach.
0: <laughs> Absolutely.
1: And if I tell other people in class mm-hmm. to shift that, and I'm usually really good about saying "get to" initially, mm-hmm. um, but as I mentioned, but you're tired, I'm quite tired. The brain yeah. has not been functioning optimally. I ran into someone I knew in the grocery store, and like. I don't even know if I was forming normal sentences. <laughs> they, she works in fire, and I was like, oh, so you're not on assignment? And it's like, obviously she's not on assignment. She's in Cody. <laughs> like, what? <laughs> like, who asked that question? Uh, and it was just like, I don't have, I don't know what I'm talking about.
0: <laughs> being, being tired, right? Like, being tired impacts a lot. Right. Brain function and mm-hmm. conversation ability.
1: <laughs> and I, I, as ever, people who have listened to past episodes know, I love my sleep.
2: Mm-hmm. And
1: I love routine. Consistency of sleep, I think, is even more significant than even... Uh, I don't know if I'd say the amount, but consistency is super important. Mm -hmm. And going to bed at consistent times, waking up at consistent times. And especially in the summer, I wake up early because it's light early. Mm -hmm. So I'll be up. I can't, I won't be able to sleep in past, you know, 6 a.m. Right. So that means when I go to bed at midnight, I'm not getting as much sleep as I'd like.
0: Yeah. I was, I was in, uh, I was in Phoenix. So like normally... Like we have in my my master bedroom we have blackout curtains and mm-hmm. and it's pretty dark and I can keep it even when the sun's up we can mm-hmm. keep it pretty dark like that like I'm usually not too terribly impacted um but I was in Phoenix for my mother's seventieth for a- re- really quick trip uh for my mother's seventieth birthday happy birthday yeah happy birthday mom and uh I I stay with my uncle and he has like this, uh, like a fold out bed type of thing in his living room. But in his living room is these massive set of like, it's the entire wall is glass sliding glass door Hmm. and glass windows. And there's, he has no curtains. And as soon as that, uh, it's not even sunrise, right? Like as soon as the first light It is just as bright as can be in the living room. And uh, it didn't matter when I went to sleep. I was up instantly. And uh, we went out. and So it was was a few birthdays. It was my my mother's birthday, 70th. My uncle's birthday, uh, 60th birthday. And then my best friend's 41st birthday. And we went out uh, for my friend's 41st birthday. And I didn't get home until like 4.30 in the morning.
1: Whoa!
0: Yeah, and uh, college. Yeah, yeah, it was it was definitely like a college type <laughs> night, <laughs> and uh, at four thirty in the morning, right? Got to bed probably like four forty five five. First light was like five thirty. Guess who was up? I was so mad. <laughs> so I I was able to like throw the covers over my head and sleep for like an like another hour. But I got my my whoop said. I think total was an hour and a half sleep.
1: Oh gosh.
0: And then uh and then we we spent the day by the pool in like 116 degree heat that entire day. So I was I I came back and I was flipping exhausted. So yeah. I I feel you on the the tired and the consistency of sleep and then like you're saying with the with summer right? Like sleep cycles change a little bit because mm-hmm. it's, it's light more. It's, it's harder to go to sleep because right. The sun doesn't set until what, yeah. like nine
1: or later. I mean, yeah, it sets yeah. set at nine, but I feel like I still have light.
0: You're you're up there though. You're a little further north yeah. too. So you're going to get a little longer.
1: Yeah. Well, and it's interesting because I don't, I don't feel like I need as much sleep. Like I, just naturally I feel a lot more rested with, I probably get consistently two hours less sleep in the summer than I do in the winter. Mm-hmm. Um, I slip, I sleep like nine hours in the winter. Hmm. Um, yeah, maybe sometimes
0: 10. <laughs> I can't I then, can't and that. <laughs> and then
1: in the summer I can, I naturally, you know, I can work with seven hours, mm-hmm. but, um, it's, it really, but it, it's seven hours and going to bed at before 10 and mm-hmm. a seven hours of going to bed at 12 are very different for me. Yeah. So that is, I think, a yeah, that's where that consistency comes in. It's not always about like the number that you're getting, but mm-hmm. how is it in your, I'm a, I'm a creature of systems and, Mm -hmm. and again, consistency. Like my, I think the other part was my apartment was just a disaster when I got home because I had two weeks worth of Mm -hmm. bags, which I pack very light, but I had running a run event. I had a yoga retreat. I had our... Filming. Yeah, everything
0: we did, yep.
1: My, I had brought like my pack raft in case I got on water. I brought my climbing stuff in case I got out climbing. So I like, brought so much stuff, mm-hmm. and um, and so I just plopped it all in my apartment. And then I got my garden tower, mm. my indoor garden tower. Did you set it which up? Which I set it up, and <laughs> my seedlings were. <laughs> I had a friend watching my seedlings and it was like 3 days without water they had like sucked up everything that was left oh my gosh so tuesday evening i got done teaching and was like i need to put my my garden tower together and i'm putting it together you have to fill up the base and mm-hmm. i was going to do it with like what just fill up water bottles and pour it in i'm like this is going to take forever so i moved it over by my door but i have a bookshelf by my door i go to move my bookshelf
2: Oh, no. And
1: it's this bookshelf has been passed down from person to person in this apartment. It's like yeah. not mine originally. It was like, I don't know how many generations it's been through of people who've lived in this same spot. So I'm moving it and it's like, <laughs> and then all of a sudden it's like wavering back and forth. And I was like, my bookshelf just broke. And I'm like taking everything off of it before it just crumbles like teeters and falls over and uh-huh. get everything off. So now I've got cardboard boxes everywhere. I've got a garden tower I'm building. I've got 2 weeks' worth of gear and clothing and packing and my Books. entire massive bookshelf just <laughs> on the floor and I'm like I can't wake up in the morning and have this chaos. Like so I cleaned up like half the chaos. <laughs> well, that's funny. But it's just it's felt like the first two days, mm-hmm. the first day and a half getting back Tuesday afternoon. Like it took half a day on Wednesday to unpack everything wow. from my trip. to like your organet cause I put every, everything mm. as a place. Like everything yeah. goes back as it place. should, as it should. And, um, yeah, so <laughs> it was, uh, it's just, so today has been like catch up on everything you haven't done. <laughs>
0: That's great. Anyway, and and yeah. now you're and now you get to catch up on your sleep. No. No? I'm going
1: backpacking.
0: Oh my gosh.
1: That's so. why today has been like I have so much work to do today because I will be disconnected again for three days. Where are you going? Through into the thoroughfare, which is the oh. yeah, the most remote area in the lower forty eight.
0: Is this your you're not backpacking, you're running?
1: Um, No, this is a backpacking, going with a few friends just to scope it out. I've never hmm. been back there, and I'm going to see what all the grizzly bears are doing right now. Oh,
0: joy. Do you have a firearm or bear spray? or uh, Bear spray. There's
1: well, a group of us.
0: Gonna, or are you just going to give them a sandwich? Yeah. Throw well, the there's... sandwich one direction, <laughs> run a different direction.
1: Yeah. <laughs> there's six <laughs> of us, so that's already in itself. Um safe like good preventative measure and then we all have bear spray and i think one of my friends chris will bring his a a firearm so
2: cool um
1: yeah but i won't be when i go by my when i go run it. i won't be carrying a firearm Mm -hmm. or no i won't yeah i'll just have bear spray
0: so at least you'll have bear spray we've talked about bears before on our episodes but grizzlies are no joke Grizzlies mm. are, grizzlies are the big boys down here. In, and there's black bears up there too, but grizzlies are the ones that you got to worry about. Mm. What grizzlies are like close to a thousand pounds at their largest. Yeah. And uh, black bears can be like 130 to 300 pounds at their mm. largest. So.
1: But grizzlies don't want anything to do. Like, I Usually think black not. bears sometimes they're like they're gonna come around you. Black bears will mm-hmm. like have no problem. Kind of. (laughs) They're they're more poking. Yeah, whereas grizzlies, it takes, I think, a lot for them to, they have to be very surprised.
0: That's the issue, is when you surprise them, is if Mm. if you get up on them and and you're close to them and they get surprised.
1: Yeah. But it's hot, so they'll be a pyre. They'll be sleeping during the day. Nice. So, and I don't know. We'll see if it's moth season yet. That's when they go up into that kind of hang out in the alpine Mm -hmm. so we'll see
0: awesome so you got a lot going on
1: yeah (laughs) and that's the other part is i just have some very time sensitive stuff with other retreats coming up um i have a llama llama yoga and fishing retreat in like three-ish weeks
0: tell tell us a little more about that are there any open spots left too
1: there are. Mm-hmm. There's. It's so when, the,
0: when this comes out next week. It'll be two weeks to the retreat.
1: Well, yeah. Mm, yeah.
0: So two weeks to the retreat. You can still get a spot if you're interested for a llama trip. That is a uh, llama
1: trip. It will be. <laughs> it's kind of a supported backcountry experience. So it, it's great for anyone. But if you've been wanting to do some backcountry camping and you're a little nervous about it. This is a great way because your stuff will get packed in with llamas and you'll have like the support of myself and, um, Llamas Unlimited. We'll be doing some yoga out there. We'll also have a fly fishing. You can rent fly fishing rod and flies and a tutorial if you are new to it. So yeah, just kind of more of like an adventure yoga retreat. Um,
0: that sounds exciting.
1: Yeah, got a handful of stuff coming
0: up, so. We are going to have to, I, I was thinking about this as we were we were booking out, we were planning out our episodes for, like, through September. Yeah. I, I actually wrote down through the rest of the year, like, when episodes need to be released by. Yeah. Um, And I got to the year episode. Oh. Like, you know, we've been doing it for a year type of thing. And I was just like, we need to do something. We need to have like we need to start like off branding, like the Hunter and the Hippie retreats, which we've talked about. And Yeah. Um, you know, do like bike ride, just random shit, right? Like just I think it'd be cool to uh have have other other things for our listeners to join us uh in.
1: Yeah. Yeah, yeah we've talked I think a retreat would be really cool to build in mm-hmm. and just set the concepts that we talk about here and, and bring people together around all of that.
0: So I think we're going to chat a little bit more about (coughs) word choice and uh, how we choose our words and what words we use. But, I think you need to breathe. I think I need to breathe, <laughs> and I think our audience needs to breathe. So yeah, probably shout- after
1: hearing me, bitch. <laughs> I actually just like reamed some people last night. I was like, "Are we just gonna complain the whole time?" I, I am not a complainer, and I I don't think I complained. I just expressed that I was I,
0: tired. Yeah, I I didn't hear complaining. What's okay. what's really what's really funny before before we breathe, just while we're on this topic, I. Uh, I, I had, uh, I don't want to say a problem. I was, I was annoyed, uh, at, at something that happened and, um, what happened is totally irrelevant. I got past it, right? Like it's, you can't let one thing ruin like your entire day. Right. We talked about this last episode. Um, but I, suddenly I was annoyed at something and, um, I, uh, one of my friends knew I was annoyed and I called her and she knew I was annoyed and I, and I was like, Hey, can I complain to you? Are you ready for this energy? Mm-hmm. And, and I think that's really respectful, right? Like, I think that if you are going, like, if you're feeling some sort of way, like, it's cool to have people to bounce, right? Your shit off of.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: And, but you have to make sure those people are prepared, right? Yeah. Because... You're, you're giving them, right? Like you're giving them bad energy in a sense. Right. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and it was great. Cause she, she totally acknowledged. She was like, she's like, I love that you asked me. She's like, go for it. Yeah. And, uh, and, and by the end of the call, she flipped it around on me and, you know, and, and she, right. Like she did what a friend should do and, um, flipped it around on me and, you know, spun it back into, you know, how it's good and, and life's great and we're, we're alive. So, um, yeah, yeah. So, well, uh,
1: I like that permission. Mm-hmm. I actually just, I'm on this the group I'm going backpacking with. I somehow became the point person mm-hmm. <laughs> in a week that I don't have the capacity to be a point person. Yeah. And I put us all in a group text and I said, I can't be sending messages to everyone. Like we had three people in a group text, but then two separate ones. And I just said, I can't, I don't, I can't do this right now. hmm so let's all get together. We can figure it out because it's shared gear and stuff like that. Not everyone needs to bring a stove and everyone needs to bring a water filter. And I realized, I'm like, why is this so hard for me right now? And I realized that I've spent two weeks on the road, always with people,
2: mm-hmm.
1: right? So because I'm staying with people the whole time, and then obviously, And it's all great. It's all people I want to be around. I have no like. I'm excited about it. It's catching up with old friends. I got to hang out with you and Jess. Like I, the retreat was an incredible group of people. Just Mm -hmm. really deep, amazing conversations. But it was two weeks of not having any alone time. Mm -hmm. And I ended up just telling them. I'm like, I need you guys. I need to give you a warning. I spent two weeks with people nonstop. Mm -hmm. And if I kind of go off on my own or, you know, I'm doing my own thing while we're backpacking, please don't take it personally. I just need, I'm overwhelmed and I need some alone time. Right. And it was like that. I am like, this could happen. And I just want to communicate it. I want you to Mm -hmm. know that it's nothing to do with you guys. It's, it was just my realization of, I'm, I can't be around people for three days. Like I go to nature to like recalibrate, to reset, to spend time alone. And this is a trip that we've been planning for a while and it grew into a group of six, Mm -hmm. which is awesome. And I need to have some time alone while I'm out there. So.
0: And it's great that you, you know, that boundary and you shared that with them. Mm Um, yeah, and you're able to say, "Hey, no, this is what's going to happen." Right? It's not mm-hmm. a, it's not a question. It's not like you need someone else's permission for that either. Mm-hmm. Like, like, hey, like, I know what I need, and and I'm going to get it, and I'm just letting you know that, hey, don't don't take it personal. Yeah, and that's that's the thing is like we take a lot of shit personal, mm-hmm. and it's shit that we probably shouldn't take personal. Mm-hmm. So
1: and that's, that's where like as a as a communicator as the person mm-hmm. expressing i always find it important to like you will never know how someone will perceive it but if you can kind of sometimes think in the perspective of the receiver how would it change the way that you communicate i mean we've we've talked about love languages before and i actually mm-hmm. always found found the power of love languages was in being able to listen for it versus um, needing someone else to change the way that they express their love languages. Mm-hmm. And so instead of the person, oh, you have to speak my love language, no, I get to, as the receiver, look for it. And so it's the same yep. thing with, you know, being on both sides. How can I express this in a way that can be fully? Received and hopefully not personalized, even though you can't control that.
0: Yeah, absolutely. But all right, let's breathe some
1: breaths. Just a few. Um, Finding a comfortable seat or feeling a relaxed state wherever you are. So if you are walking, maybe you just soften the shoulders down. If you're seated, allow the arms to hang heavy. And then closing your eyes or finding a soft gaze. And let's start with three deep inhales and just open mouth, exhale, sigh, releases. Deep inhale, fill up. then big exhale, let it go. And again, breathe in. And releasing. Taking in. And giving back. And then sealing your lips and finding your breath just through your nose. And when you feel ready, begin to slow your exhales down. So finding a cadence where your exhale is longer than your inhale. You can always use a count of three and five, or you might just feel it. Just know that your exhale is longer. Then on the top of your next inhale, take a pause, and then lengthen your exhale again at the top of your inhale pausing feeling a moment of stillness of silence before you slowly without struggle breathe out Notice in those gaps and those transitions from inhale to exhale, from exhale to inhale. Notice the stillness in those gaps. Just a brief moment. And allow the feeling of those gaps to fill your entire body. Knowing that no matter how busy life is, how chaotic it feels, how tired you are, you still have access to these brief moments of stillness, silence, ease. When you're ready, gently drawing your chin towards your chest and fluttering your eyes open.
2: Thank you. Yeah. Feeling good.
0: Feeling good. Feeling good. (laughs) Um, we have a we're we're right July Fourth weekend is yeah. upon us and we are uh my niece is coming in from arizona with her boyfriend and we're like preparing we're doing like a another lake trip uh, just like one of the local lakes here and um so yeah so today's just been crazy i, I like text you hey can you record early and then i was like nope never mind and like left the house to like go <laughs> go run errands um so yeah so the i love breathing I was thinking about like being a yoga teacher. It's uh right like in like just like a really like basic um like very basic, right? It's just like we are leading people in something they do unconsciously, right? Like mm-hmm. <laughs> right like our our goal for an hour plus is to have people breathe. Yeah. And uh it's like just inhale exhale and then just movement tied to that. So, I I was thinking about that teaching this morning, uh, yeah. at 7am.
1: Well, it's, you know what it, we're, we're guiding them to breathe, but I think more so we're guiding them to be aware of breathing. Yes. <laughs> right. Yep. So that's all. And that's what the movement does. The movement forces you to be aware.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Cause it can, sh- it can make the breathing strenuous and, mm-hmm. and Oh, what's going on and Yeah, and I've really been focused on trying to have uh, my students think about the breath outside of class. Mm -hmm. Because I have a lot of students that have been practicing with me um, pretty regularly now for Mm -hmm. a year, two years. And so now I'm like, do you notice your breath when you're not on your mat? Mm
2: -hmm.
0: How has yoga impacted your breathing when you're not on your mat? Mm -hmm. you know do you notice it are you aware of it are you when you experience pain do you do you change your breath do you right do you tap into because like that's something i do is i know when i'm experiencing like physical pain i will activate like my ujjayi breath right i'll i'll restrict the muscles in the throat and i'll start controlling my inhales and exhales Mm -hmm. making them really labored and um uh, uh what's the word i'm looking for See, apparently, you're passing your tiredness on to me. I'm, I'm losing <laughs> losing my my words. Um, but yeah, I my my point is is that like I will tap into and I and I started doing it unconsciously, and then I was like, oh, whoa, that's weird. Mm. Like I'm using my ujjayi breath to help me through this. Yeah. Um, and and just through my practice, I've become more and more aware of my breathing, how it changes in certain scenarios when i'm flying mm-hmm. i'm deathly afraid of flying i'm a terrible flyer and oh. uh, yeah and i fly for business isn't that great <laughs> i used to fly every other week and uh, i'm a terrible flyer and so um yeah when i fly i notice my my breath um, yeah it's it's pretty cool being aware uh, of what your your physiological responses to stress mm-hmm. or pain or happiness joy all of the things mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, each of those, every emotion has a different breath pattern that mm-hmm. correlates with
0: it. So, uh, word choice. I am a huge believer in word choice, and uh, I, I one of one of my big word choices, and I and I yell quote yell at people in my yoga class about it all the time, is uh, is the word can't. I am. I hate the word can't Mm -hmm. Uh, can't can't to me is the biggest lie we tell ourselves outside of, I'm going to remember that without writing it down. Um, (laughs) I, I, uh, I truly believe can't is such a huge lie. Um, because usually it's, it's just us saying we won't. Mm. And, um, and if you're going to say, I won't say, I won't, but, and that's the, the, for me, that's the, the big difference. Like if you're in a really hard pose or you're, you're doing something that you think you can't do because you're physically exhausted or you think you're physically exhausted um, or something you've never done before. And you even say, I can't before you've even tried to do this thing. Um, when really it's, I won't. And then once you say, I won't, I won't it's personal as hell. Mm. Like when, when you say you won't do something, that like if it's something that like is like meaningful to me like like an exercise right like or a pose if i'm in a pose and i think i can't do this well that's easy right like i can just stop doing it cuz i can't do it anymore which is a lie but when i say i won't do that pose well then it's like well that's a physical choice that i'm making i'm still physically capable of doing the pose so mm-hmm. i guess i have to do the pose until i can't any longer And, Mm. and I can't is way further down the road than many of us believe. Um, and you, you might experience a lot of that in running, especially endurance running, or at least when you maybe were getting into it or.
1: Yeah, I guess. Yeah. I, when you would say that I won't sounds, it's also, I almost see it as powerful, a powerful Mm -hmm. word to say, I won't, right. Because it's putting the power back in your hands, Mm -hmm. um, versus, uh, blaming external, like, uh, it's will versus, I don't know what I'm trying to say here. I feel like I, 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 I can't feels more external and I won't is your choice.
0: Yeah. And you're, I get, I totally get what you're saying with like, it gives you power because it gives you the opportunity to think about, do I want to do this?
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Right. And, and if the answer is no, I don't want to do this, then I won't is, is empowering.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Right. Like it's like, all right, yeah, no, I, it doesn't align with my direction in life in this moment in whatever. Right. So no, you're right. I won't do this, mm-hmm. but it also gives you power to say, I won't do this. Why won't I do this? Is this in line with what i'm trying to accomplish yes well Mm -hmm. then i guess i will do it
1: Mm. yeah
0: at least that's like the way i think of it right it does give you that power now to choose versus i can is you've made a decision based off of who knows what right Mm -hmm. like fight or flight in probably most cases but you're making a decision that is a lie right it is i'd say I would say, I don't know what percentage, but I'm going to go out on the limb and be like, 95% of the time, I can't is a fucking lie. Like, it is a huge, massive lie.
1: Well, I can't is based on past experiences. Mm-hmm. So, I can't is a conditioned a conditioned response. Yeah. Because I can't is maybe you tried it before and you, you couldn't. Mm-hmm. Or you couldn't do it for as long or whatever you... Mm-hmm. Um, whatever that looks like. So saying you're like, well, I couldn't do it last time. So you're saying I can't this time, but this time is a new moment. So that's where I see it as basing it off of like the external, because you're basing it off Mm -hmm. the past, which is, or what you have defined yourself to be. So again, these conditioned habits or unconditioned, I mean, unconscious beliefs mm-hmm. that are within us come out with, I can't because yeah. whether, whatever information you've gathered about whatever it is you're saying you can't do is, mm-hmm. um, is not real Yeah, because you're not, you didn't try. So you're saying I can't. Right. So like, I, I don't know if I, like I would personally probably move away from the word a lie. But mm-hmm. I appreciate you. <laughs> I appreciate you saying that. But like, when as I'm processing this, thinking mm-hmm. of this, I see it mm-hmm. as I can't comes from a, a conditioned, conditioned response or unconscious, like neural pathway. Yeah.
0: And mm-hmm. it, 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 I'm gonna stick to it. it's a lie. Um, yeah. I'm I'm gonna stick to this one because it's a lie. Uh, but I I agree. And but it could even be unconscious from your childhood from the way Mm -hmm. you were raised things that, right. People, right. When people can't see themselves doing something, Mm -hmm. they, they put, they, they, we put that right. And we all do it right. When I can't see myself doing something and I'm going to tell a kid or someone no, you can't do that. Well, why can't we do that? Right. Mm -hmm. And what's stopping us? And you know, it's like you said, there's something unconscious that happened, whether it was from another person, putting that on us or ourselves putting that on us or, you know, past experiences doing it right. And, and, Mm -hmm. and so-called quote failing, um, and, and not wanting to try it again. Um, you know, there's the fear of, of looking stupid or right. That's, that's like the ego getting in the way. Mm -hmm. Um, but I'll, I'll always say can't is a lie because if, if you didn't try, and you're saying you can't well it's going to come true but if you try and you do it well it's a lie and in most cases i believe that if you do it like if you mm-hmm. quit with the can't if you own it say i won't right and then yeah you just quit or you actually do it then it's mm-hmm. like oh yeah that i can't i and a, and a perfect example uh and I, I you don't teach headstands in your yoga class but i had a new student uh, who i remember this before the pandemic where Um, I was like, let's do headstands. And she was like, I've never done them. She was like super worried, super scared about them. And, and I was like, just, you know, and that's usually when I give that speech, like, Hey, stop with the, I can't bullshit. You don't know if you can, you might not be able to, you're right. You might not be able to, but you got to give it the good old college effort Mm -hmm. and give it a try. And, but you can't let your mind restrict it. You can't have that thought in the back of your mind saying, Oh, well, it's probably not going to work out. Right. Cause that's, that's holding you back. That is a barricade. You need to go all in. I can do this. I'm going to do this. And sure shit. She, she nailed it and she came up to me after class. She was like, Oh my God. She was so happy with her herself. And uh, yeah, I, I truly believe we, we get in our own way with that. So that's my yeah. thoughts.
1: I, um, the teacher I co-led with in the Sand Dune, Suzanne, mm-hmm. over at uh, Flow Yoga in Arvada, she did a no-head stand, a no-head headstand. And a no, like, yeah.
0: <laughs> a no-head headstand.
1: Yeah, because head- she, I, I think she's in the same boat as I am why we don't teach it. but um, So instead of doing – so it's a forearm stand, but instead of having to have your um, – your forearms as 11s with the palms facing down. She allowed people to do like how you would do a headstand with the fingers interlaced and kind of making the top of a triangle and, and it was just focused on same thing, but not allowing your head to touch the ground. So oh cool. Yeah. But so. I liked, I was like, Ooh, I might actually build that in because some, the forearm stand can be pretty intense in the shoulder rotation, right? Um, but I will not teach a headstand.
0: So. And that's funny because, like, <laughs> I I very rarely will teach people shoulder uh, forearm stand because yeah. because a lot of a lot of the students we have are athletes and mm-hmm. rock, rock climbers, and their shoulders are already jacked. And like trying to put someone into a forearm stand is and then like if they don't have the stability and the balance i like yeah i I always just worry about like tearing their freaking shoulder apart and so i'm just always so concerned and so unless people come up to me and they're like can you teach me this i'm like all right well let's strengthen stabilize your shoulders first and then we'll see if we can do it but
1: well i think climbers typically have two Strong of shoulder. I mean, they're too tight in the shoulders versus loosey goosey. So, right. um, That's where I feel dolphin leading into it is Mm -hmm. like if you can't get into the. If this is a lot for you, you're not kicking up, and it's like Mm -hmm. a self regulation.
2: Yeah. But I don't ever.
1: I don't even. I never teach it off the wall, because that because that exact reason of if you over over kick. You're gonna, you can mess up your shoulder, but I feel the wall behind, but yeah. No, it's, yeah. Um, (laughs) It's funny about words. I was talking to someone yesterday. Mm -hmm. Butts, butts, and butts, butts changing to ands is one that Mm. I work a lot with. It's harder for sure. Mm -hmm. And, And,
0: but, Uh, but, but negates everything you've said prior to the but, Mm -hmm. right? So whatever you said prior to, but just goes out the window. Yeah. Like you totally just, why'd you say that? Just say what you're going to say now.
1: Yeah, exactly. And it's, I think trying to shift to an and is, because we also get in, I think we've talked about this before that like either or mentality. Mm-hmm. So, um, and the, butt kind of allows it, it, I think feeds that either or yes. I'm trying to think of a good example. Oh, so a friend had said, I'm, you know, going up to Alaska. We're going to float. They're going to go fishing there. It's going to be at, such an awesome trip, but, and then there was whatever to follow. I can't, mm-hmm. and he's injured his wrist. So he's like, I can't mm-hmm. row. I can't do this. And, that. and so we say that a lot. I think even just with ourselves, like I did a really great job, but
2: mm-hmm. this,
1: that, and the other. And I will catch myself when people ask about, and this almost circles back to the like complaining culture
2: mm-hmm.
1: and this idea that we, feel like we can't celebrate ourselves. So even oftentimes we'll say, yeah, I did a really great job on this project. And we don't put a period there. Right. We say, but I could have done better on this or I didn't speak clearly here or this, that, and the other. We always have to kind of knock ourselves down or knock down the experience. Mm -hmm. Um,
0: It goes back to the I can't though. No, no, it goes back to the I can't. Go go ahead, I'm going to make a point. But it goes back to the i can'ts too. Oh
1: no! Go it, like, oh, make a point.
0: It, it, it's it's it sets up the 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 okayness for failure, right? Like mm. I'm going. right in your friend's example, I'm going to go paddling, but my wrist hurts. So what, what what he's saying, right? Like in just finishing his sentence for him, right? Like, and I don't know the guy and I, I can't. But like finishing that sentence is, so when I get to the river and I can't actually do this it's, it's okay. No, because. but he has a
1: broken wrist,
0: <laughs> Mine, <laughs> no, but, but my
1: whole thing was more of that. He's, he's degrading the experience. Like it's not right. even the inability to do it. It's like that. So I'm, I don't know. I don't feel the can't as much. I see it as like, we don't celebrate ourselves or we can't just look at the positive. We have right. to like find the negative or yes. add the, the complaint yeah. culture that we have.
0: Yeah. And why so is, whatever the, is why, up. why is the, I can't there anyway. Like, yeah. So what it's, I, I, I agree with exactly what you said, right? Like I'm going on a float trip and I have a broken wrist mm-hmm. and it's okay. And I
1: can't paddle.
0: Right. And I can't paddle and like, I'm still going to enjoy... physically
1: can't paddle. Yeah.
0: Literally. Yeah. Literally. <laughs> like that, that is a literal physical limitation, <laughs> right? That's a literal physical limitation. And, and that's like, but you're still going to go and you're still yeah. going to have a good time and you're still going to quit. Quit degrading yourself. Quit telling yourself, yeah, yeah you, you you can't paddle, but why, you, you're still going to float. You're still going to, right? Let, let someone yeah. else do the work, right? Like we we rely on other people. We still are able to do things. We're still able mm-hmm. to do the things that we enjoy. And maybe your friend's example is bad, but I I, I truly believe that we, we do that a lot so that when we fail, it's okay,
2: mm-hmm.
0: right? We set ourselves up so that when... When, when failure does come and we, we don't do what we say we're going to do it, The excuse is there already mm-hmm. and, and we don't take accountability and, and yeah, it sucks, right? Like the, the, you know, we, we got to quit assigning bad and good cause that's what makes it suck is like this expectation of like, I'm not going to fail or I'm not going to do it, but just go, but. yeah. Did I say, but you did did I say bard it is but. it is hard it is hard so <laughs> you have to you have to be okay being a hundred percent accountable and and when I I truly believe when exactly what you're saying when we start beginning to make those excuses especially especially for future events it's it's the setup it's the setup mm-hmm. to allow us to quit it's the setup mm-hmm. to allow us to it's okay if I don't actually do this and no, it's not. You said you were going to do it. Go fucking do it. Mm-hmm. And if you, if, and if you don't want to do it and you won't do it, right. Mm-hmm. Because it doesn't align with your, your goal. Then don't do it. And or just you don't want that. to. Right. Yeah. Right. And just say, and just <laughs> say that, but, but don't, <laughs> but don't say, Oh, I didn't do it because um, right. Like whatever that is. Yeah. Right? Don't, don't blame don't,
1: it on something else.
0: Right. Own it. Right. That's what accountability. And mm-hmm. again, it's not good or bad. We have to stop assigning, right. Meaning, right. we stupid meaning making machines. Go to, go to the forum, landmark forum. You learn that we're meaning making machines and right. And that's, and that's it. Like it's, it's not anything. It just mm-hmm. is right. Like you, you didn't do it. And that's what integrity is. You're whole, you're complete, right? Like I didn't do it done. End of story. Move on. Mm-hmm. Now what? Yep. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I think another. Yeah, well, go, go, go ahead. No, 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 go, go, go.
1: I think another focus that I've with verbiage is also, and this kind of falls in line with the can't is, and I guess the the buts is that. Of how we look for the negatives or again, these external components and the idea of so many people knowing what they don't want. Right. And mm-hmm. we kind of talked about this in the mantra, but, but, <laughs> and I invite people to, when they think about what they don't want, right. Just think about the opposite, start choosing those, that verbiage, right. Start changing from what you don't want in your life to what you do want Mm -hmm. in the way that you speak. And that comes back to the can'ts. Right. Um, or I don't want to do this. Mm -hmm. (laughs) (laughs) Well, you could even say, what do you want to do? Right. You know? Yeah, Um, absolutely.
0: And, and when you're, when you're aware, right, just like we talked about in the beginning with like, you're aware of your breath, right. You, you, so I always say this in my yoga classes that we practice yoga on our mats, yoga rarely happens on our mats, right? We practice it for when yoga actually happens in the real world. Mm -hmm. And, and then, and it's like I said, right, we, we are, we're, we're becoming aware of our breath on our mats so that we can acknowledge it when we're off of our mats. Mm -hmm. And it's the same, uh, it's the same process of, right. You're becoming aware of, your your can'ts and your butts and your word choices Mm -hmm. so that down the road when you run into life when you run into yoga when you run into situations where you start using poor word choice like you did right at the beginning of this episode right your your word choice was i had to teach no you didn't and you caught it right no i get to teach Mm
2: -hmm.
0: right and and that that's training Mm -hmm. that's all that was that was training yeah we we got to see or hear your training in action, right? I didn't have to correct you. You didn't write, you were like, nope, Bing. that's wrong word choice. Here's the right word. Let me back mm-hmm. up, take that out, put that back in. It's the same for your actions. And, um, you know, when I, when I was out bow hunting for 10 days, you know, it was like day three, it was like day three and I was miserable. Like I did not want to be there, but yet everything that I wanted, everything that I'd said prior to that trip was me getting there and being there. Mm-hmm. But then when I was in the moment, I was like miserable. I was unhappy. And, and I, I don't know what was driving that probably just tiredness and lack of sleep and <laughs> hiking 10 fucking miles a day. But, but then I, I was able to realize actually by reading my journal, um, but I was able to realize, whoa, I've worked so hard to get here mm-hmm. and now I need to change my thoughts and, and I, I did, I started singing, uh, Queens can't stop me now. So yeah. anytime I had to hike anytime, it didn't matter where I was hiking. I would just, I would just start singing or humming, right. Or soft voice. Or if I, if I wasn't hunting in the moment, like loud voice, I would just, yep. Can't stop me now. Like I'm, I want to be here. And, and my friends even noticed like, wow, you changed. Like
2: yeah
0: I, I made the choice by changing my words and my thoughts to, Mm-hmm. something that is like to exactly what you said, right? What the, I want, so mm-hmm. it's no longer what the, I don't want. It's what the, what I want in my life.
1: And it's all of that feeds your energy. Mm-hmm. I it's notice when I keep the narrative of gosh, I'm so tired. Gosh, I'm so tired. Do you think I get less tired by telling myself how tired I am? No,
0: you get more tired.
1: <laughs> and, and that's, I, I catch that a lot. When I go out for a run, I'll be like, Mm -hmm. oh man, like, I don't know how I'm feeling today. And and I say, don't already set the stage for how your run is. You have no idea how your run is, which is, I will say one little nice thing about the whoop strap. Mm -hmm. I find it more of an advantage to know my recovery on days that I don't feel as Mm. great. And I'm like, well, I had a green recovery. It's just my BS mind telling me that my, my body's not, and it doesn't, obviously doesn't, tell you, it only tells you cardiovascularly how you've recovered, not like muscle. So if you had a big weight training workout, it, you can have a really great recovery, but your muscles can be sore, (laughs) but that, so that has been really, that's played a role for me in those days where I'm like, Oh man. Okay. But I'm in the green. Like I should, you know, like I should feel good. It's just my mind telling me this, that, and the other. So, Mm -hmm. Um, yeah. And, and it's, it's cleaning that slate. It's, Mm -hmm. it's standing in nothing to allow what shows up to show up versus like predetermining, um, what your experience is going to be.
0: It's a self-fulfilling prophecy, Mm -hmm. right? Like if you say this is what's going to happen, most likely that's, what's going to happen. If you say you're going to bonk, you say you're going to be tired. Well, then you're probably going to be those things or do those things.
1: I also, though, I try to i do like mental training where i find it important to experience those things and so mm-hmm. sometimes i can use that to to place myself in those states to be yeah. to navigate how i would be when i am so tired or when i'm bonking right. and what are this possible sensations mm-hmm. to come up what am i going to have to overcome Throughout it. So that, I mean, that just comes back to the power of words, right? The yeah. power of our brain believes our thoughts to be something that we're currently experiencing. It doesn't decipher. So if you're constantly saying negative things, you're constantly ex- physiologically experience those negative things.
0: Mm-hmm. And you do it, like you said, to train, to be able to work through it. And this goes back to my point of, I can't a lie. And it goes, right, this ties into, like, the whole Goggins, right, David Goggins thing, right, like, you can, you can be hurting, your feet can be broken, your blisters bleeding, right, like, you can have all these things that are telling you you shouldn't be doing something because you physically, quote, can't do it, but you're like, no, like, I'm, I'm going to do it,
2: mm-hmm. I don't
0: care, I don't care if I'm bleeding through my shoe, I'm going to do it.
2: mm mm-hmm
0: like I'm I'm going to do it right so like you can tell yourself I can't but it's not true if you if you actually want to do it and you mm-hmm. and you get the willpower to do it and and I, I truly believe endurance running is a huge part of that and I think we even talked about it while you were here I think it was you when you're when you go for a run right I used to run not, not massive endurance like you but when you go for a run you start running you know you might get to like mile 1 and like your ankles hurting and you mm-hmm. keep running. And then by mile two or mile three or mile five, your ankle's no longer hurting. Mm-hmm. Right. But now your hip's hurting. And then you're like, oh, this sucks. Right. Like, I wish my ankle was hurting now. <laughs> like, You know, and, and then, but you keep running and mm-hmm. you could say, I can't, right. Oh, I can't because my hip's hurting, but you keep running. Mm-hmm. And then by mile seven, what, oh, my hip no longer hurts. Yeah. Um, so I, I think that we, again, we cave to what's easy. Like we set ourselves up and, and again, right. Your friend's a bad example because his wrist is, is physically broken and in a cast. Right. So like that is literally an acute injury, right. Where like it it physically cannot be used for the, for the moment. Right. And I, I still believe I can't bat for him. Right. Because I can't in that moment, Mm -hmm. it's not that I can't forever. Yeah. Right. I can't in that moment and Mm -hmm. what you can and can't do, right. Your, your limitations change. And that's the thing about our limits is we, one, you do not know your limit until you go past it.
2: Mm
0: -hmm. So you can't, you can't tell your limit. You don't know what your limit is until you're beyond it. Right. Until you've bonked, until you've crashed, until you've broken something, right. Like because you, you, you can't butt up to it and say, this is my limit unless you're like passed out, right? That's your limit. Oh shit. Well, a mile ago was your limit. Right. <laughs> so we, 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 we don't know our limits until we're beyond them.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: And, and then we can look back, but this, this, then it goes back to this thought of, um, well, because I had this limit back then, that's my limit now. No, no, mm-hmm. You know, if you're an endurance runner, yeah, your your limit for running was three miles, but now it's six, but now it's twelve, now it's twenty six, now it's fifty, now it's a hundred,
2: mm-hmm.
0: right? And and then day to day that can change, right? Maybe it used to be a hundred and now you can only do fifty, and so I, I yeah I can't is bad in general. UFOs in your room?
1: I just. The sky just unleashed. I was like, what is that sound? It's just a downpour. Uh Yeah, a torrential downpour. That's nice. Which is nice. It's been hot.
0: So that's my rant. I like it. (laughs) (laughs) Um, We're doing our short format, so I feel like we're right about time. We are. We are doing our short format. Um, Tell us how you
1: like the short format, by the way. Reach out. Tell us if you want the two hours back. If you like this more of an hour. Yeah. Give us your feedback. Thank you for listening.
0: Yeah. We want to hear from you. We, right. Without you listeners, we're just talking into mics, doing nothing, (laughs) which we'll still do. Yes, we will absolutely still do it. (laughs) Uh, so journal prompt on word choice, right? Think, uh, so grab your journals and, um, write about your word choice. Do you use butts? Um, do you use uh, as ums? Do you, do you commit to things? Do you find that you commit to things, but then you don't do them? Right? And um, whether it be, you know, oh yeah, I'll, I'll hang out with that friend in a week. And then you never get to hang out with that friend because something, quote, something always comes up. Right? You're in charge of your schedule. Right? Things don't always come up. Right? It's what you're saying yes to it's what you're, uh, allowing to, you know, come into your life. So use your words to see, uh, right. To be aware of what words you're using. Um, if you can right? so th- this is a little, uh, not like the normal journal prompt, so grab your phone. Like if you have an iPhone, there's a notes, uh, uh app. If there's uh, if you have an Android, I don't know what you have. I'm sure you have a notes app, I would assume, uh, but like put a notes app and write just like journal word choice in one of your notes and see if you can start to pick up on words that you're using. Right. I uh, use so a lot. And so. I
1: noticed that when I was recording, I probably use it here recording a online program mm-hmm. and it's something I'm very conscious of. And yeah. yeah, it's funny to notice what your filler words are.
0: Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> And how how do you handle silence? Right? Do you fill it with the the sows? Do you fill it with the ums, the buts, the that mine is right? I say right a lot now. Everyone's gonna hear it on the podcast because I say it often. Uh, <laughs> um, but yeah, write right about your word choice and write about your accountability and how that makes you feel. Mm. Right? Because your your accountability or lack of accountability could potentially be triggering and Mm. right. You might commit to something and then you don't do it. And then there's no accountability there. And now you're going to start noticing it. Mm. And, and that's, and that's going to be triggering in the sense of, Oh, I didn't do this. I'm a terrible person. No, stop that. Stop assigning meaning. You're not a terrible person. Word choice.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Yeah.
0: Right. You're, 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 you're whole, you're complete. You're perfect. Mm -hmm. Um, I tell my students all the time, we don't practice yoga to become perfect. We practice yoga to realize we already are.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: So you're perfect, you're whole, you're complete. But now, but, I'm I'm, I'm using but. And but you know. Yeah, and now, and now, how do you continue forward with accountability? How do you continue forward with taking the action that you want towards creating the life that you want?
2: Mm-hmm.
0: So write it all down, use your phone. Um, And and the reason I'm saying grab your phone and and this unconventional method, if you're not used to using your phone is so that you always have it on you. Mm -hmm. Most of the times we have our phones and I want you to think of me, of course, because I'm (laughs) in the real estate business. I'm in the mental real estate business. And uh, I want you to think of me when you have those word choices. And I want you to say, Alan, grab your phone, go to your notepad and then write it down in that moment. Because it's because it's likely you're going to forget it. Because back to the number one lie we tell ourselves is, "I'm going to remember that." Mm-hmm. And with that, Deuces, it was so good seeing you, Bree.
1: Good to see you.
0: All right, chat soon. Until next time. Yep.
1: If you want to follow us and our adventures, you can find both of us on Instagram. I'm at Bree Allison. That's B-R-E-A-L-L-I-S-O-N.
0: And I am at the life of Alan Tatone, underscores between each word. To check out our offerings yoga, one on one trainings, workshops, retreats, and a recorded library, you can find the info on our website, thehunterandthehippie.com.
1: If you have questions for the podcast, about the podcast, feedback, suggestions, or just want to say hi or find ways to work with us, our email is podcast at gmail.com and don't worry all of this will be in our show notes
0: thanks for tuning in
1: hopefully you weren't tuned out
0: <laughs> to the hunter and the hippie podcast